My name is Mark Madison, and I am so very proud to have Fujitsu General America as a sponsor. At Fujitsu, they're focused on partnering with the best distributors and contractors to ensure that each Fujitsu heating and cooling system brings infinite comfort to every end user. Ray Skelton is the president of Specialty Group. They specialize in environmental abatement services and commercial insulation in Spokane, Washington. Ray is enthusiastic about the realization that a successful company is a direct result of the greatest asset, employees. He also believes that safety, quality, and production go hand-in-hand, building a strong customer relationship that's key to a successful future. Good afternoon. This is Mark Madison on Books and People. Today, I'm excited about our guest, Ray Skelton. Sir, how are you in Spokane, Washington today? I'm well, Mark. Thank you for having myself. It's a great day. I was sitting here thinking, where did we meet? And well, I thought, oh, excuse me. Was it in was it in Colorado? Yes, it was. It was in Colorado Springs. And what was going on there? We had uh, um, one of our material suppliers had a contractor gathering, and we were invited to that uh, along with about. 500 other of our closest friends and you gave a keynote presentation that's right and you were with your wife patty that's correct and then afterwards i think we had lunch or coffee or breakfast yes we did we had a nice conversation that ensued and what happened from there well the best i can remember is is that we um decided to engage your services and and invite you to the eastern side of the state where we could have your assistance in trying to work with our teams on um, becoming more efficient and, and focusing on um, effective communication. And finally, I was in the right area code, 509. You were. That's right. We have a little <laughs> joke in the state of Washington. What area code do you belong to? And, and of course, from being from the eastern side that I'm pretty proud of our uh area code over here the 509 the 509ers so you how did you get started in the industry you're in and maybe just a brief explanation about what it is you do not a problem mark so we've got a few companies we have a environmental abatement uh company that works in the vertical space so your typical hazards and most everybody's heard of asbestos and along with that is lead um, from lead paint from prior to the mid 80s um, as um, mold remediation um, inside of the structures and other things like radon and some other um, harmful gases. Um, so we're an abatement company in there. Um, and then we have an insulation company that has um, works on commercial projects and residential insulation. And so the typical stuff that people used to say that used to be itchy, um, we've got a group of people that work on that. And, and recently acquired, we've got a spray foam company. So I'm um, focusing on how we can um, improve our services to the concerned uh, customers that are wanting to reduce their energy footprint or, or just save a few dollars. Now, did you get started in the industry in Hawaii? No, Mark did not. Um, we, uh, 
my prior life was in the civil construction industry and, and, and spent 26 years uh, um, in my career working in Hawaii um, for a um, civil contractor there, worked on various types of projects. And, and we moved back to the eastern side of the state of Washington um, going on seven years ago here um, at the first of the month. And to be closer to our families. And um, I had a, a father that has had um, a long-term disease and wanted to be here to help take care of that. So we moved back seven years ago, found these opportunities and decided to jump in the pool. Was it hard to leave Hawaii? It was hard to leave the people of Hawaii. Hawaii is a magical place. It's a beautiful place. And a lot of people go there to, um, be healed, enjoy, and relax. Um, but people were the challenging thing for myself and, and my family for leaving. Right. Ohana. Yes. Ohana is everything. Yeah. For those that don't know what that means, it's family. And there's a real sense of Ohana if you're, and, and you're not a Howley, right? You weren't no. a Howley while you were there. No. Um, although that, uh, is always around the corner. You got to remember, it's a great life lesson that our parents taught all of us is, is treat others how you would like to be treated and they will reciprocate with huge open arms. It's aloha, isn't it? It is absolutely in the finest term, aloha. <laughs> I worked with the largest contractor in Hawaii, Oahu Air Conditioning. And my after my first visit near the end, one of the foremen walked up to me and said, well, brother, he said, you know the difference between a Howley and a freaking Howley? I said, no. He said, the uh, Howley's one who visits, the freaking Howley's one who stays. Yep. He said, but you the good kind, he said. <laughs> so I thought that was nice. They considered me the good kind of Howley. Yeah, that's that's a, a real respect. Um, and when they, when they offer that, um, you truthfully are part of their Ohana family. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty special. And then, I don't know, there's just a great feeling attached to that. You know, you're, it's like you're, you belong to the, you're the inside, you're inside the club. Yeah. And they um, are wonderful, wonderful, caring people. They can teach a lot of us in this day and age about how it is to exist and work amongst each other um, with differing opinions. It's, it's such, there's such diversity there. I remember asking uh, a gentleman, uh, I said, what nationality, if you don't mind me asking? And he said, I'm poi dog, mm -hmm. which <laughs> was just, what a great, what a great metaphor, right? Great analogy, um, because every culture in the globe is represented there, and it is, uh, we're products of that. Yes, it's a big, big melting pot. It's true. It's it's proof positive we can all live together if we have an open mind and compassion. Absolutely. And we can work through any challenge. As long as we have trust and respect for one another, we will solve whatever the item or um, issue may be. Now, you recently won a couple of awards. Would you mind uh, bragging on that a little bit? Well, thank you, Mark. I, yes. Uh, one of our companies... Uh, won the best green and sustainable business um, in North America. Um, and that is our insulation company, Specialty Insulation. Congratulations. What was the other one? 
Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. And the second one was, um, even though I'm not warm and fuzzy about the title, but it's the CEO of the year. And um, so while I understand that that award is singling out one person, um, one person does not make an organization. Um, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. And um, it's an acknowledgement that both of our companies at that time are really focusing on that experience that with the customer and, and for being a green and sustainable business, I, I look at it that we really truthfully are trying to help conserve energy and reduce people's monthly expenses. And, and they're both meaningful, um, but uh, it's just been interesting to see our people change and and adapt to new concepts and ideas. And that that award you got, the thing's like 10 feet tall. I mean, it's just huge. It's well, a gigantic. It, excuse me. Oh, it's a gigantic thing. It's just, it's glorious. It's a beautiful, beautiful award. Well, thank you. And, and when I picked it up the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing's heavy. You strained your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The heaviness was the biggest part of it. I was expecting <laughs> something lighter and it was a, I'm glad I was focused or I might have been tipped over. Oh, that's funny. So you're self-employed. When you call in sick, you know you're lying. What, what, are, the, uh, what are the great things about being self-employed? I mean, you're an entrepreneur, right? Yes, really. Yeah, I, some of the the greatest things that I feel and and possibly has a little bit due to my age and and watching my immediate family grow up and working with others, um, it, it's really when they get it or you see that light bulb start to flicker a little bit or it just comes on with the biggest brightest light. It's watching and supporting the individual as they go through and connect it um, is really powerful. And, and that's quite fulfilling for myself. Um, the other thing is, is being an entrepreneur or, or where you've got to be the one driving um, along, you just don't ever want to let anybody down. So right. that causes myself to step up for give it that extra 10%, even when the tank might not have the 10% in it. So walk us through a typical day for you. How does your day start? Well, unlike, not unlike a lot of other people, it starts fairly early in the morning and, and spend a little bit of time um, reminding myself what the day is. I'm a rather uh, regimented person um, and through coaching and other mentoring opportunities i've been asked to look at things a little bit differently and think big picture so spend 15 20 minutes on that um get my day organized and off i go and am fairly engaged from about 6 a.m forward um and then stay right with it through till you know 4 35 o'clock in the day sure and your wife and son work for you. How is that? How's that family dynamic? It's been very interesting. And yes, um, Patty is a retired uh, educator and she has been uh, a big help to our organization, not from a standpoint of being a business person, but being um, thinking about how a teacher 
um, has tackles and motivates different people and individuals in the class. And, and so she's come up with it's national this day or it's national that day. And she um, spreads that joy around um, in our office place and, and our, with our crews. And, and, and that's really been nice and enjo enjoyable to watch Patty um, in that. Um, she's been a great role model for my whole professional career. And I feel extremely blessed to, to be going on this journey with herself. Um, and yes, and, and our middle son does work for us. And it's been very um, rewarding to watch him um, gather concepts and try new things, not the traditional way um, a construction company has done it in the past or will be willing to try something different and, and to watch him blossom and grow. Who were your mentors coming up? Who were the guys that made a difference in, in your, in your business life? Well, I had a couple on, um, you know, probably more than a couple, but a, a couple that come to mind is, is um, in this one group, I put my grandfather, my surname grandfather and my father um both were business owners and were very dedicated from the standpoint of is, is this is the nurturing and the growth of each of those organizations. And that spread across to, you know, our family gatherings of each of the major holidays. And that I really found that I was blessed by watching those individuals um, help instill in me that, our employees are our greatest asset. Um, don't really care about you. Don't really care about what you stand for, um, as they would say to myself. But you go over there and you thank that person for them um, accepting and going along in this journey with myself. And that was quite impressionable. And that started at a very young age. Um, another person that's been very instrumental to myself was the prior um, my prior employer and, and, and Steve really taught me to think differently from the standpoint is, is get as much elevation as you possibly can. There are going to be very um, intense times where you need to be very myopic and, and break it down and get into it. And then there's times that you need to be doing the direct opposite. And that could mean it's the middle of the day and it's important to engage your family. Um, yes, there's 10 million things at work that needs to be done, but your family comes first and foremost, or it could be late one evening, but there's something business related you must get done and focus on that. And I found a lot of freedom with both of those concepts and it's really made who I am a person with lots of errors. <laughs> well, if you can stay in business long enough to pay for your mistakes, you'll be fine. That's, that's the key. So it's balance, it's family, it's doing first things first, one thing at a time and finish what you start. Correct. Flags on path, I think is a great, great concept. So what books had a big impact on you? I know you like to read. I was just curious, what's on your nightstand? Well, um, there's some technical um, how-to books um, that are inspire inspiring me currently. Um, I really enjoy reading 
some biographies and the story of how these um, business greats walked their daily walk through the weeds, the things that were most um, inspiring to them, whether they were, you know, iceberg moments or huge wins that didn't seem like huge wins at the time. But um, I, I just think Sam Walton's book is a, is a great book. It's a rather dated and old book, of course, but I think his book is great on, on lots of the how-tos. And, and another book that is that I really enjoy or any of the books um, that you relate to, to a leadership person and, and, and single you out Mark is, is in our journey that we've been working together, we come at it from a very similar place and it's very easy for me to relate to where your concepts are and how you're trying to do it. And your human aspect is um, delivery is that human aspect is huge. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I was watching a, a documentary by Spike Lee about Michael Jackson and they interviewed John Legend and he said, uh, you know, a hit song has two qualities. It's universal and it's personal. And mm. the stories that I tell uh, either first person or third person uh, uh, fall into those two categories. They're universal and they're personal. It's the human condition. You know, it's the struggles, it's the challenges, it's the overcoming adversity. Knock down seven times, stand up eight, right? Yeah. It comes from Phil Jackson's book, 11 Rings. And I, I agree with you. I, books on leadership, biographies, they instruct and inspire because they really talk about how difficult the journey was and how many challenges that they had to overcome before they were, quote, an overnight success, which is typically, you know, 10 years or 10,000 hours, whichever comes first. But you realize that the struggle is what made those people successful. I mean, Sam Walton started with one little store in, I think, Fayetteville, Arkansas, some tiny little town in the southeast. And he just went from there. And that's such a great point. And, and as you were walking down through that, something that came to mind is, is it's a journey of inches. The yeah. thing might think that will change the dynamic in my experience really isn't it's the trend of going forward and it in going through this leadership journey of of 23 or four years has been I really enjoy just sitting and listening to people whether that's reading whether that's an audio book whether that's sitting and having a cup of coffee or a great dinner is, is it, it's, I finding it very uplifting and enjoyable to listen to an other people tell a, a key moment in their lives. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. Yeah, that's correct. Run the marathon is a challenge, but if you break it up and know the different parts you can rest in while you're still moving, man, that journey is a lot easier. What are some of the challenging parts of your business and, and what do you do to overcome those? Well, um, we're in both, all of our businesses are service related. And as I said earlier, our, frankly, our only asset that we have are our internal employees. Um, and going down through the struggles and challenges that it is to be a human 
um, in this day and age in, in the country. Um, COVID really challenged a lot of people from fear to anxiety to what do we do? How do we do it? Um, and that takes a lot because every one of those situations might be the same issue, but it's a different dynamic because we're dealing with individuals right. and helping, mentoring, being there for them when they want to talk. It was interesting. I had an in, uh, encounter with one of our employees um, this morning and they had shared a personal story about something and, and it, they were working through it as they were talking about it. And at the end, I just thanked them for being um, trusting enough in myself that you could work through that process. And so where those can be very uplifting, they can be challenging moments equally. Uh, other things are more specific to the construction industry is the shortage of material and, and this shortage of people that want to work in this industry. I mean, it's, you have to work at 20 below and you have to work at 120 degrees above. And it's, it takes a unique person to work in the construction industry. Yes. And you've done a great job attracting people who not just work hard, but stay. Correct. And, and that's it. the feel, give them the feel that they belong and um, the feel of belonging. You can work through anything. And so working down through those challenges or, you know, every one of them is a unique opportunity and there's a chance to, to work it through and turn it a negative or perceived negative into a positive. Yeah, every employee is asking three questions. Is it safe here? Mm -hmm. Do I have a future? And do I belong? Yes. And, and each one of those builds upon the other. Exactly. Like bricks. Yeah. yeah. You know, all you hear in the media for the last year and a half was everything that's wrong and all the challenges of COVID. What have been some of the blessings of COVID for you and for your business and your family? Well, well a couple of um, key components and try to stay big picture and then step down through. Number one, it just reminds us how short this thing called life really is. Um, and let's not sweat the small stuff and small is a dynamic and individual terminology. Um, I've heard examples is, am I going to worry about this a year from now? And then I had one old boy tell me, he said, are you going to worry about this 10 years from now? Yeah. And if the answer is no, and either one, then why in the Dickens are you thinking about it? Um, so is that it really going to matter in the long run? Yeah. That was a big thing for myself. Um, the other element that I've seen is, is our business changed. And I heard a um, leadership expert sit there and say, COVID's going to teach us one thing, how the buying public in the United States is going to buy, it's going to change by a factor of 10 years. So mm -hmm. think back 10 years ago in, in 2011, and how we were consuming and buying whatever we were buying. That, that change that took a decade to happen is gonna happen in six or eight months. And the businesses better figure out what direction is going and move there at an alarming rate, or you're gonna be left behind. 
Right. Thirdly, it was a great reminder for us for how we do what we do and how can we keep it personal but allow the service to take place. Um, so how do we do what we do where we do it? Construction business does the same thing over and over again in different locations every day or every few days. And that's not manufacturing. You don't come to one location and you do what you need to do. This, this is, you could be on this job site or this person's home and how you keep yourself, how you present yourself, how you do what you do with the least amount of impact. Uh, and those have been, there's much more, Mark, but those things have been really instrumental in changing our business and changing our mindset. And it's been a struggle at times. In a very real sense, you're talking about working on the business and in the business at the same time. Yes, sir. Stepping away or stepping, you know, floating up above it to, to look at how we do things and why we do it the way we do it. And, and walk away from the mindset, well, that's how we've done it for 25 years. <laughs> this is the way we've always done it. Well, yeah. it might not be the best way. The ham Maybe there's some story. alternatives. Yes. The ham story is the best analogy of that forever. And, and if you haven't shared that with your viewers, I would strongly encourage you that you do. You, you're saying I should tell the ham story right now? Is that what you're saying? Well, of course, Mark, we couldn't miss an opportunity for a great story. <laughs> I have been telling this story for 20 years, but you're right. It's a popular story and it has a great point. So this woman's making a Christmas ham and she cuts the ends off the ham and puts a pineapple on top and slides it in the oven. And as she's cleaning up, she looks at the ends of the ham and she thinks, hmm, why do I cut the ends off the ham? So she, she didn't know. It was, that's what she was taught. So she called her mother. She said, mom, why do I cut the ends off the ham? Her mom thought for a minute and said, well, you know, that's what grandma taught me. You better call her. So she calls grandma and says, grandma, yes, dear. Why do we cut the ends off the ham? Long pause. Well, dear, when your grandfather and I were young, newlyweds, a kindly neighbor gave us a gigantic ham for Christmas. And I went to put it in the pan and it didn't fit. So I cut the ends off to make it fit and I put it in the oven. Why do you ask? She goes, oh, I was just wondering. <laughs> And, you know, we do the things we do out of habit, but it might not be the best thing. Every once in a while, to your point, we have to step back or step up and say, why do we do the things that we do in the way that we do it? And is there a better way? And are there other opportunities? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for somebody saying, you know, you should really think about doing this. And then they said, then they said, we want you to do this. And Ray, honest to goodness, I'm constantly amazed at how stupid I was two years ago. And that cycle keeps repeating. If I, if I would have known that, this, that doing podcasts was this much fun and would have an impact on my business the way it has, I would have done it 10 years ago. But you know what? I wasn't ready, evidently. Yeah. And you no, know, I'm not exactly an early adopter. So, but now I'm having way more fun doing this than I think almost anything else that I do with the exception probably of doing live events. So for the entrepreneur, for the person who's doing five to $15 million a year in business, what advice would you offer them? You've been doing this a while and you've been doing it very successfully. What advice would you offer somebody who's new? Well, a, a few things, Mark, is, is um, in, in, in no particular order, but 
number one enjoy or in my number one would be enjoy the journey yeah slow down and smell the roses enjoy the moment whether it's a very painful moment whether it's a very exuberant moment slow down and enjoy it because we get one trip around and a lot can go away fast yes there's pressing deadlines yes i need to know this yes where's tomorrow's business going to come from where's my materials going to come from how am i going to deal with those the, they, those are always constant there will always be something on that list right you can never empty the list however so it's embracing the grind yes it's going to be what it's going to be and it has its place that sounds very hawaiian to me <laughs> you learn being stuck out in the middle of pacific on an island one of the if not the most remotest places in the world because you're surrounded by the ocean that you at the end of the day you got to learn to take care of each other because yeah. Whatever happens, it's five to seven days of a ship sail until you to bring any aid. Right. The other thing is, is inside of the business, there's obviously key performance indicators. But look at where and be willing to challenge yourself, your people, your teams, your concepts to look at it 180 degrees different. And in this day of age of computer modeling and, and all of these different simulators and games that you can have, the thing that all of that does is it allows you to look at this object, thing, matter, whatever it may be, 180 degrees different or 360 degrees different. You know, for example, if, if this is the way we've always done it, is there a better way to do that? Right. That task. And keeping focused on those two things will help invigorate you because it's going to be the grind is going to win if you allow it. And the other thing is, is be always optimistic. It's tough at times, but be focusing on the optimistic approach to the solution. Right. Once again, when you're working with people, stay focused on they're learning not so much your direction mm. are they grow are they green and growing or ripe and rotting correct and that clearly is a mindset and a lot of the traditional thinkers will say well this is the only way to do it could be exactly correct and there's opportunities to what if it Andrew Grove wrote a book called Only the Paranoid Survive. I read it like 20 some years ago. And he said something wonderful in there. He, he and the, uh, the upcoming CEO, the guy that was going to replace him, he said, why don't you and I pretend we're walking out the door and we're coming back in with a fresh mind and ask ourselves, what do we need to do differently than we're doing now? In other words, shake it up, get out of our comfort zone. Absolutely. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. But there's another piece to the optimism choice, and that is optimists live longer and they have a better time along the way. So isn't that interesting? Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's focus on where the probabilities are at, not where 
the guaranteed is that. Well, Ray, I know you're a busy guy and I so appreciate you making the time. Uh, parting advice, a postscript, P.S. Here's what I'd like you to remember or know. Uh, Mark, and, and I, I love sitting here thinking about that is, is you know, I, I said it just a moment ago is, is, you know, slow down and smell the roses. Enjoy the journey. It's uniquely different. It's the greatest thing I think about being a human being short of learning, learning to give your affection to somebody is it's so much more rewarding when you step out or beyond one's comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's fearful. Yes, there could break down. Yes, there could be some harmful things there. But by giving one's vulnerability, if you say, it is the most rewarding thing that you'll ever do because somebody receives that. The old adage, find a way to motivate somebody to a stronger day or to do something kind to somebody else. It will put more joy in one's heart than not. The, the other element is this economy, this experiment called the United States of America and this free enterprise system is made for small business. Small yeah. businesses are the ones that produce. Big businesses are a big part of us, but it's the small businesses that make it happen. If you're considering stepping out, do it. Because you will not have any regrets. Will there be some challenging times? Will it be stressful? Yes. Yes and yes. But Abraham Lincoln kept picking himself up that one extra time when he had stared failure 11 times prior. Yeah. It just took the effort to continually work through. There are a few American leaders in this country, men and women, who had more adversity than Abe Lincoln. I mean, his, his journey of one setback after another, from losing his, his mother to his, uh, the only woman he ever loved, to having the worst wife in, in the history of the United States. I mean, just on and on and lost almost every race he ever entered politically to to eventually become president was just an unbelievable journey and his willingness to bounce back from diversity and uh, he suffered depression most of his life but a lot of people believe historians believe he was the greatest president we ever had well he clearly negotiated the country in one of the most tremulous periods of time in the history um the the deadliest war this country has ever been in and he's uh. a very strong um and he's a great role model there are countless role models out there find the one that speaks to yourself engage that person that that's that it, 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 i love this word engagement action it's uplifting frankly yeah well, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie wrote a book called The Unknown Lincoln, which is, of all the books I read about Lincoln's life, was the most interesting from my point of view. And he said, a fellow's about as happy as he makes his mind up to be. Mm -hmm. And I love that quote. Ray, thank you so much for making the time out of your busy day, my friend. It's always great to talk to you. 
Mark, I appreciate the opportunity and, and I wish you the very best and tell your listeners, um, we really do appreciate your words of wisdom. Your jokes are a little bit um, long in the tooth at times, but it's <laughs> a great conversation nevertheless. <laughs> well, and you know, make it a great day unless you have other plans. Right. And then still make it a good day. Thanks for playing in our sandbox, my friend. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. All the best. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Fujitsu General America. And like this podcast, they're focused on education and development. From the day they sold their first comfort system in North America, they've been unwavering in their focus on training. It doesn't matter if it's application, installation, or service. A better trained technician brings better value to the homeowner. So when you're looking for infinite comfort, think Fujitsu. Thank you for listening. If I struck a chord, inspire you to action, or piqued your curiosity, let me know. Call or text me at 206-697-0454, or send me an email at mark at sparkingsuccess.net. Should you wish to hire me to speak to your organization or association, or order one of my books, simply go to my website, www.sparkingsuccess.net. And remember, make it a great day, unless you have other plans. Thank you.